0: Namaste, welcome to your Boundless Yoga podcast for today everyone. Today is another episode in our little series on variations and a theme of serene Namaskars or Sun Salutations. The variations we're going to practice today are ones that Hopefully feel like they uncurl us a little bit. They open the front body. They open the heart area a bit more. So I think if we were all a little bit honest with ourselves, we might kind of admit to spending a little bit too much time sitting in nice, soft, squishy sofas or sitting in front of computers hunched over keyboards. And maybe at times we can start to feel a little bit rounded, a little bit shrunken. And so hopefully today's practices, today's sequences of opening the front body again, starting to open the heart area, perhaps mean at the end of our practice today, we might all feel like we're standing a little bit taller. So let's roll out our yoga mats and let's start in Standing. Let's take some time to just kind of center and ground ourselves here. So you might start by just rocking your weight from side to side on your feet. Experimenting with shifting your weight, feeling the connection of your feet against the floor. You might even rock all the way over to one side, perhaps to the right, so you can pick up the left foot and kind of wriggle your toes and loosen your ankle. And then rock all the way over to the left so that you can do the same with the right foot. Pick it up, loosen the toes, rotate the ankle. You might rock backwards and forwards as well, into the balls of the feet, into the toes. You might rock back into the heels. Maybe you even rock all the way forwards into the balls of the feet so you lift the heels up off the floor. And then you rock all the way back into the heels so you kind of lift the toes up, maybe spread them wide before you place them back down on the floor again. And you might experiment with softening the knees and pressing the whole of the feet down into the floor as you start to straighten the knees again, but not to lock we never not lock the knees you might do it again soften the knees and then press them down into the floor and you might kind of catch a bit of a rebounding force that comes back up through the legs as we press the feet down into the earth that rebounding force comes back up through the legs we feel the strength in the legs and then maybe you spend a little bit of time kind of hula hooping the hips around Noticing how that shifts your weight on your feet again. Maybe noticing how that creates a bit of warmth through the sides of the waist and the lower back and the belly. Make sure you circle one way and then back in the other direction. And you might kind of shift that circling up a little bit higher. So rather than the hips circling around, maybe we start to circle the ribcage around over the top of the pelvis. And we start to kind of separate out some of those ribs from each other. And then we might start to roll through the shoulders, squeezing them up towards the ears and then releasing them down. Maybe that even starts to kind of match up with the flow of the breath in and out. I kind of naturally feel like we're inhaling when we squeeze the shoulders up. And then maybe it's a long, slow exhale as we really slowly release the shoulders down. Maybe the shoulders kind of lower a little bit further down than how we feel they normally sit. We might start to move into the arms. We could bend the elbows and then stretch them out. We might turn the palms up and then turn the palms down. We might kind of circle the forearms around, rotating the elbows. We might start to rotate into the wrists as well. Maybe there's a bit of cracking that goes on in the wrists. You might wriggle the fingers, curl them in and stretch them out. And Maybe your arms find some very interesting kind of snake-like patterns to do, exploring some different directions. Maybe we'll let the arms be heavy. Move into the head and loosen the neck might nod the head up and down, you might tip it side to side, you might do some little rotations, as you're moving the head around, you might take the opportunity to open the mouth and stretch out the jaw, Might open the mouth wide like you're having a big yawn, maybe then when you're Pretend to yawn. You actually feel like you need to yawn. You could let that be as long and as deep as it needs to be. And you release that exhale breath. Maybe the jaw's a bit softer. Maybe the forehead can relax. And then we might just settle in with the weight nice and even on the feet. the Feet connected to the earth the rest of the body standing tall here, the crown of the head floating up towards the ceiling. We can take a moment just to follow the breath in and do a long soft sigh out and make a point of welcoming ourselves to this practice. Let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart to follow the breath in and out. And maybe we even start to come into that soft ujjayi breath. That's that breath that makes a little bit of sound in the back of the throat. But we don't want to waste any energy or create any tension trying to make that sound happen. So you might allow that sound to just evolve more naturally by imagining that you're holding a seashell up to your ear. And you can hear the sound of the ocean in it that has that open spacious airy kind of sound sound that's off in the distance and maybe if we can start to imagine that sound start to feel a bit of a suggestion of that sound when we direct our attention to the back of the throat there might be a little bit of a sensation of lift in the back of the throat sense of there being a spaciousness there so that when the breath goes in and out it kind of reverberates around and then we might notice that the breath starts to become smoother maybe we start to feel like it's a bit deeper we find that same sense of spaciousness in the heart and in the belly so the body is filled up with the inhale breath and empties out with the exhale breath. Not over-efforting just to do this breath. Just allowing this breath to evolve. And let's follow the breath in here. And then follow the breath out. And at the end of the exhale, there's a little moment where it kind of makes sense to let the arms relax and the knees soften. And then on the next inhale breath, we can press down through the feet. Kind of unravel ourselves a little bit as we stretch the arms up towards the ceiling and we grow tall. And then we could bring the hands down through prayer pose again. And start to fold forwards. We might just come down a little way the first time. And then at the end of the exhale, breath, press down through the feet. Use that strength in the legs to help us unravel to standing again. Float the arms up. And then perhaps it's a longer exhale this time as we start to curl forward and down. And then a longer inhale in response. Let's unravel. Float the arms up. Grow tall. And in this time, as we curl forward and down, let's soften the knees enough so that we can get the hands or the fingertips to the floor. And then on an inhale, let's step that left foot back into a lunge. Let's exhale and take that left knee onto the floor. And let's stay here in our lunge for a little bit, just to kind of loosen up the hips. So if we rock our weight forwards and bend the right knee a bit more deeply, we might start to feel a bit of an opening through that left hip. And then we might rock our weight back into that left leg and start to stretch out the right leg a bit in front of us. We might get a bit of length in the back of the right leg. And then we could rock our weight forwards again, stretching out that left hip, opening it. And then rock our weight backwards. You might do that a couple more times, just rocking your weight backwards and forwards. That's feeling a bit of opening through that um, left hip. And then next time you're rocking your weight forward into that right foot and that left hip starting to open, let's pause here. Let's ground down through that right foot on the floor and wait for an inhale. And as you inhale, press down through the right foot on the floor and let's float the torso up and float the arms up towards the ceiling so that we come into our crescent moon pose. And you might keep the arms lifted or maybe it feels nice to exhale and relax them down and then wait for another inhale to float them back up again. You might do that once more with the breath. Starting to open the heart. And then next time you're exhaling, let's fold forwards and take the hands back to the floor either side of that right foot. And let's tuck the toes under on that left leg. And then as you inhale, push into the left heel. And hopefully, you find that that left knee pops up off the floor we could stay in this strong lunge for a couple of breaths. We might kind of tip the pelvis to one side and then the other. We might even do a little bit of rocking backwards and forwards here again with the back knee lifted. we might just be little tiny loosening movements. I often think these little tiny loosening movements can be kind of the magical bits of a pose. Because they create... A bit of warmth in the joints, a bit of looseness, a bit of softness, so that maybe we start to get a sense of opening but without force. Kind of pushing ourselves to open, just allowing it to happen. And then at some point, and maybe on an exhale breath, We can push down with the hands so that we step that right foot back as well and we float the tailbone up towards the ceiling so that we come into a downward dog pose. And we might do a bit of rocking backwards and forwards in our downward dog pose, shifting our weight from our hands to our feet. And then we might press through the hands, float the tailbone up towards the ceiling And then maybe we paddle through the heels a little bit. always feels nice. (laughs) Reach one heel towards the floor. Give the back of the leg a bit of stretch. Release that leg and then press the other heel down. And then we could go back to doing that rocking backwards and forwards from the feet to the hands. And that rocking might start to kind of get bigger and bigger. We might inhale as we rock forwards, exhale as we rock back. Maybe that opens the shoulders. And maybe this rocking backwards and forwards starts to turn into a little bit of a alternating between a dog pose and a plank pose. And then next time we've got our weight forward into our hands and we've come to a plank pose... So we exhale, let's bend the knees, take the knees to the floor and then sit the buttocks all the way back on the heels into a child's pose with the arms extended out in front. And then as we inhale, let's drag the arms in towards us and float the torso up and you could even press down through the knees so that you come up into high kneeling. And you might give the shoulders another roll here. You might loosen the neck by moving the head. And then we could take the arms back behind us and maybe you bend your arms at the elbows and you fold your arms in the small of your back. We might stay here just following the breath in and out and allowing that heart to open a bit more. Or maybe you experiment with... Interlocking the fingers behind us and kind of reaching the hands down towards the floor, still allowing the heart to open and the shoulders to roll back. And then we could release the arms, release the hands. And then kind of a little leap of faith. Can we start to fold forwards and reach the arms out in front? And can you get the hands to land in that sweet spot on the floor in front of you so that you can let your weight come forward into the hands and lower very gracefully towards the floor, coming all the way down onto your tummy And then you could slide your arms forward a little bit, press down through the forearms and the elbows so that you come up into your little Sphinx pose. Forearms pressing against the floor, heart lifting forward and up. Crown of the head floating up, not straining through the neck or anything by throwing the chin back, but just finding a bit of a lift here. You might stay here and breathe. And exhale, we could lower all the way back down onto the floor and rearrange your arms and kind of tuck your forearms in by the sides of your rib cage. Make fists with your hands. I always think that makes you feel stronger. And then on an exhale, press down with your forearms against the floor and see if you can lift your belly and your chest off the floor at the same time. And then tuck your toes under behind you. Position the hands so that you can push with your hands to push back into another Downward Dog Pose. From this Downward Dog Pose, you can just walk your feet forwards towards your hands at the top of your mat. Come into your standing forward bend here. Let the knees be a little bit soft. And then as you inhale, push down through the feet. Nice strong legs to help us unravel all the way to standing. We could float the arms up. Then exhale bring the hands down through prayer pose and then at the end of that exhale relax the arms soften the knees again let's inhale grow tall reaching the arms up and then exhale bring the hands down through prayer pose and let's curl forward and down this time softening the knees enough so that we can get the hands or the fingertips to the floor And then as we inhale, let's step that left foot back into a lunge. And as we exhale, let's release that right knee onto the floor. Let's stay in this lunge for a little bit. And we can start to walk the hands forward and back. And as we shift our weight forward into that left foot, bend the left knee a little bit more deeply. We might get a bit of a stretch through the right hip, a bit of opening there. As we shift our weight back into that back leg, into the back knee, we might stretch out the left leg. So you could rock the hips backward and forward in this lunge, loosening the hips, particularly that right hip. Maybe we notice that that movement kind of matches up with our breathing. And then next time we're rocking our weight forward, let's ground down through that left foot, left leg nice and strong. And let the inhale breath float the torso all the way up. We can float the arms up towards the ceiling to find our crescent moon pose. Maybe we keep the arms up or maybe we release them again on the exhale, lowering the arms down. And then inhale, stretching them up again, opening the heart here. Opening that right hip, exhale, releasing the arms. And you might just do that one more time. Inhale, stretching the arms up. Lifting the heart and then exhaling to fold forwards and get the hands back to the floor, either side of that front foot, the left foot. And let's tuck the toes under on the right foot behind us. As we inhale, let's press into the right heel and hopefully that right knee just kind of pops up off the floor. So we come into a strong lunge. We might pause for a few breaths in our strong lunge. You might do some of those little loosening movements, just little adjustments to your positioning here, tilting the hips, a bit of rocking. and at some point and maybe on an exhale breath we could push harder with the hands against the floor so that we could step that left foot back as well and float the tailbone up towards the ceiling to find another downward dog pose or we might do a bit of rocking backwards and forwards from the hands to the feet maybe that loosens the shoulders maybe it kind of opens the heart towards the thighs Maybe we do a little bit of paddling of the heels again. That always feels nice. It's kind of often an automatic thing that people do when they get to a downward dog pose. And then we might go back to that rocking backwards and forwards from the hands to the feet. And maybe that matches to our breathing. Maybe we feel an inhale breath floating us forward and an exhale breath as we push with the hands to float the hips, the tailbone, back and up to the downward dog pose again. And that movement, that rocking backwards and forwards might turn into alternating between dog pose and plank pose. And then next time we're rocking forwards and we've got the weight in the hands and doing that plank pose briefly, we could exhale, release the knees to the floor and sit the buttocks all the way back on the heels in our child's pose again with the arms extended out in front. And then on an inhale, we could drag the arms in towards us and float the torso up. And we might even press down through the knees and come all the way up into our high kneeling. And we might give the shoulders a bit of a wriggle here again. We might even move the arms around. We could take the arms back behind us. As we take the arms back behind us, we're kind of lifting the heart. You might fold the arms in the small of the back. Maybe that's nice just to rest them there. So we're not over-efforting. We're not kind of crunching up the lower back. But We're just allowing the heart to open. Maybe we even try interlocking the fingers again and reaching the hands down towards the floor. Perhaps it gives us a little more lift through the heart without just kind of crunching into the lower back. And then when we release the hands, release the arms, we start to fold forwards and we're reaching the arms out in front so we get the hands to land just in the right spot so that we can take the weight onto our hands and lower all the way to the floor, bending the elbows, coming down onto our tummies. And we can slide the arms forwards and then press down through the forearms and the elbows and come up into our little sphinx pose again, the elbows Perhaps underneath the shoulders. We might stay in our sphinx pose for a few breaths. Heart lifting forward and up. The arms providing some support here. The shoulders releasing down away from the ears. We're still breathing. And exhale, we might release back down onto the floor, lying on our tummy so that we can reposition the arms, perhaps forearms to the floor, either side of the rib cage. perhaps fists with the hands to make us feel strong. And then another exhale to push down with those forearms against the floor, pick up the belly and the chest at the same time. Reposition the hands so that we can push down with the hands against the floor to float the hips, the tailbone, up towards the ceiling, finding our downward dog pose again. And then we can soften the knees. Let the breath flow as you walk the feet towards the hands again at the top of the mat. And inhale, breath to float us all the way up to standing. Let's reach the arms up towards the ceiling. Exhale, bring the hands down through prayer pose. Let's come into another variation. So at the end of that exhale, soften the knees, relax the arms, and then inhale, grow tall again, float the arms up. Then exhale, release the hands down. Following them towards the floor, coming into our forward bend here. Bending the knees enough so we get the hands to the floor. And then let's inhale, step that left foot back into a lunge. And then exhale, release the left knee down onto the floor. And let's inhale, push down with the right foot against the floor so that we float the torso all the way up. The arms can reach up. We find our crescent moon pose here just for one breath and then exhale fold forwards get those hands back to the floor either side of the front foot tuck the back toes under so that we can step all the way back to our downward dog pose and then let's inhale float forwards into our plank pose and then exhale knees to the floor sit your buttocks back onto your heels into your child's pose And then in your inhale breath, drag your arms back in towards you. We're not gonna come up into high kneeling this time. This time we're gonna take the hands to the floor, a little bit behind the hips. And it might be hands or it might just be fingertips. And then press down with the hands so that you start to lift the heart and you might lift the hips so the buttocks come off the heels. And we come into a little camel pose here. A little bit like doing a bridge pose, but in kneeling. And then as you exhale, come out of that little back bend and let's lean forwards, reach the hands out in front, find that sweet spot to land the hands so that you can take the weight on the hands and lower yourself all the way down onto the floor, onto your tummy. And then let's inhale, push down with the hands against the floor and rise up into our upward dog pose, the heart lifting. And then tuck the toes underneath behind us as you exhale. Let's push with the hands again to send the tailbone up towards the ceiling and find our downward dog pose again. And then from this downward dog pose, soften your knees and do a big push off the feet so that you can step the left foot all the way forwards between the hands, come into a lunge. And then exhale, step the right foot forwards. And then an inhale breath, press down through both feet, unravel all the way to standing, reach the arms up exhale bring the hands down through prayer pose and let's go to the other side so at the end of that exhale soften the knees relax the arms let's inhale grow tall reaching the arms up So your exhale bring the arms down through prayer pose and follow them curling forward and down towards the floor bending your knees enough so you get your hands to the floor let's step the right foot back into a lunge And then exhale, take that right knee onto the floor and then on an inhale breath, push down with the left foot so that you can rise up into your Crescent Moon Pose, reaching the arms up towards the ceiling, opening the heart and then exhale, folding forwards again and getting the hands to the floor, either side of that front foot, tucking the back toes under and stepping the front foot all the way back. We find our Downward Dog Pose again. And then an inward inhale breath brings us forward into our plank pose. And then an exhale breath, we release the knees to the floor and sit the buttocks back on the heels, our child's pose. And our inhale breath, the arms drag back in towards us, we come up into kneeling. We're not lifting the hips yet though, we're taking the hands all the way to the floor, a little bit behind the hips. And we're pressing down with the hands to then lift the hips up off the buttocks, uh, lift the hips up, lift the buttocks up off the heels, come into a little camel pose, our back bend here opening the heart and then as we exhale coming out of our back bend we can sit the buttocks back on the heels briefly as we reach the arms forward find that sweet spot to land the hands So that we can bring our weight forward into our hands. Bend the elbows, lower all the way to the floor. And then push with the hands again to straighten the arms and rise up into our upward dog pose. Lifting the heart, the hips towards the floor, the legs strong back there. And then tucking the toes under behind us. Pushing with the hands again to send the tailbone back and up. Finding our downward dog pose again. And then softening the knees so you can do a big push off the feet to step the right foot all the way forwards between the hands, coming into our lunge. And then stepping the left foot all the way forwards. From our forward bend here, inhaling, pressing down through both feet, unravelling all the way up to standing, reaching the arms up. And then exhaling the hands down through prayer pose again. I could pause here and out to Tadasana before you do the little bits of wriggling around to realign everything. Just notice how you've landed. So you might check what's my balance like on my feet. Is there strength in my legs? How do they feel after that practice? How have my hips and my shoulders landed in particular? We did some extra back bends in our sequence today. How's my head positioned in relation to my shoulders and my hips? You might stay here in standing, or maybe you come down into sitting. Maybe you even lie all the way down on the floor and lying in Shavasana. And take some time here just to follow the breath in and out. You might let go of that Ujjayi breath now if you were still practicing it. Just let the breath find its own natural speed, its natural rhythm. Perhaps noticing if there's changes in the flow of the breath from the practice we've just done. Noticing what changes there are in the physical body from the practice. Have we notice a bit of residual sensation in the hips or the shoulders? Maybe there's a different alignment of the heart. And we know that everything is connected. So, while we might have done a physical practice here of physically opening the heart, adding in some extra back bends, maybe we notice that physical practice actually has an impact on how we feel in the heart, how we feel in the mind, how we feel at that mental and emotional layer of our being. We know that when we feel confident, when we feel energetic, generally the shoulders are thrown back and the heart's lifted. We know when we're feeling tired, when we're feeling lethargic, we're experiencing sadness perhaps. We're a little bit more curled forwards over the heart like we're trying to protect it. We spend all our time in this curled forward position because we're spending a lot of time sitting in a sofa or sitting in front of a computer all hunched over. Maybe we notice it also goes the other way. Physically being in that position. We notice it has an impact on our confidence, on our energy levels. And our sense of joy or sadness. At the end of our practice here, we might take a moment just to express a little bit of gratitude towards ourselves for taking some time out for this practice. taking some time out to tune in with what our physical body was needing, and also what our mental and emotional body was needing. We might consider what it is that we're kind of Seal in the heart here at the end of our practice to carry forward with us as we get up off our yoga mat and we go back into the rest of our day. Shanti. Peace, everyone.